Hey, welcome to Authentic as Fuck podcast. I'm Sun. I'm a marketer and I teach storytelling. And in this podcast, I help uh, entrepreneurs kind of work through, coach them through their stories. Today, we have two entrepreneurs. First, we have Jayashree. Hi, Sun. Jayashree. Thank you Hi, so much. Hi, welcome. Thank you. So yeah, let's let's just jump right in. Um, you've you've recently joined Night Owl Nation. You submitted mm-hmm. a few stories, mm-hmm. and so let's start by um, going over what you do, where you're from, and then we'll go into your question. Sure. Well, I'm originally from Massachusetts, but I live in New York in the U.S. And I'm a spiritual educator. I'm an ascension and a relationship coach, and I do that through a process called soul mapping, which I share through um, my online academy, but also uh, certifying yoga teachers through the Soul Culture Yoga School. And I'm a homeschooling mom of a five-year-old who bought a house, and uh, I'm so happy to have met you because my uh, awesome brand designer brought me in to meet you, and it's at a perfect time, and it's perfect up-level. You rock. So I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. So what's your uh, question, or what are you struggling with? Okay. So yes, it's true that there's like a resurgence happening, and I have gone deep into the process, and you've helped a lot with that. First of all, I would say I deal with perfectionism issues. <laughs> so mm-hmm. perfectionism in in big themes like motherhood, um, when I was an actor, which was my whole first career, yoga teacher, um, guru, spirituality, all these things come up. And a quick story is that every day over the past two years, I would say after we moved here, I can't believe I'm not at the ashram. I can't believe I'm not at the ashram. Like they were down the street and I was here to support them, but I got super slightly per se obsessive with it. And it was a great groundhog day mind F, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm working with that. I'm working with coming out of that. I'm working with honing in and just reclaiming my service and, and uh, all the faces of the goddess power that there is, which can be scary. So, And is there a question in there? (laughs) Or is there something that, (laughs) I guess I'm trying to figure out like, okay, first let's let's, uh, figure out uh, what would, like ideally in a perfect world, Mm -hmm. at the end of this conversation, what Mm -hmm. would you like to walk away with? Yeah. You're so good. That's great. I have been questioning because I really listened to you and I've been questioning, do I love having an online entrepreneurial business as opposed to a yoga studio or teaching in person? Okay. And when I really shifted, which was in 2020, it happened, of course, when all these big things happened. We had the pandemic moving, uh, you know, without getting too technical, momming and all that and healing. So I really want to know if I love this. Um, and I want to know that I'm committed to it, that I, I do love running my own business and I have to, you know, I'm an artist and and I'm an entrepreneur, so I must, but, um, I wanted to scale and I don't love certain aspects of the business world like many artists. So will I, you know, be able to just Take this okay. and do the work. Okay. So when you say this, what you mean, what you're including like your entire business in there, right? When you say, if I love this, because like you're like, saying that you, you can't do this without doing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Marketing and advertising, I have a judgment around it. This is the okay. truth. I have that, you know, it's in me. I have a lot of attitude and judgment around being ahead of the game. And when I came up, it was actually, you know, 15 years ago, Gabby and Danielle and Jay, who's also a devotee and all these awesome people, I judge myself on a high bar of of certain spiritual teachers, but I'm not I'm not a pure spiritual teacher. I am the person who talks about the moments in between, you know, and helps people 
with the lies like you do, actually, in a different way. So I don't want to judge myself to that anymore. I want to embrace the business yeah. side and not feel Let's like a Let's dig fake. a little bit deeper into... Um, um, I want to go back to this. <laughs> uh, so I guess because um, there were... We went. We 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 went over a few different things. First, you were um, kind of talking about a, a physical yoga studio, like running a physical yoga studio or something like that type of business, versus uh, teaching online, like more of a something like that. I, I want to separate that out <laughs> from this other thing where we're talking about, like, huh, you don't necessarily enjoy doing some of the business stuff the promotions the marketing some of that stuff but you do like some other aspects of the business correct mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. let's separate these two okay but even before we get into here because because think about it right like if we're talking about this which is like should we do should i do this kind of business or this kind of business and this which is like do i do i enjoy doing this or not mm -hmm. I think ultimately, like, um, like, why do you think you need to run a business first of all, mm. versus like, versus having a nine to five job, or mm. you know, working at another company, or maybe just being a mom, or right. like whatever it is. That's it. Spot <laughs> what, on. What? My brother asked me that recently. Somewhere in the last year, he said, why aren't you just like making a lot of money? You're, yeah. you know, you're intelligent. You can, you know, hard work, hustle, whatever. But I was an actor my whole life. I was a singer and a performer. And that was a way to move the, the Shakti through. Yeah. And then and you found that fulfilling, that, that career? It was super fulfilling. Yeah. But I had, like many people, a spiritual dark night of the soul, downward spiral. So many drugs came into the world and Hollywood and all this. So I left it. Okay. And I said, yoga saves me. And I pivoted to yoga. Got it. And then I pivoted to online teaching. You, 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 fulfill, you found that fulfilling, the yoga part? Yeah. And you teach yeah. yoga, correct? I, I own a yoga school, so I train teachers Okay. to be teachers, but I taught every day for many, many years, and it was very fulfilling, and yeah. I was really good at it, <laughs> or maybe and I And now that you're trying to make this shift, do you find this new thing fulfilling? I found it fulfilling until the breakdown of... Uh, I found it fulfilling until we moved and... I haven't told you this part yet. My husband and I had the biggest breakdown of our life and we're business partners. Mm. And two years after, we're in the clear, we're talking about it, we're working through it, but my confidence was totally shattered because, you know, he's the inner circle. And so I'm kind of coming out of that. Okay. And uh, that's an important <laughs> yeah super dupe and mm -hmm. did, did that have to do with like your yoga business or did it have to do with this new business it directly had to do with moving to support these beautiful spiritual friends who had a very clear vision of what their service was and that i was literally brought here like literally physically moved and brought here um, by someone and a few people who are very powerful, wonderful, amazing leaders. But there were a lot of other young people who were nurturing this ashram, this fledgling spiritual community. And what I see is that the service that they brought me here to do kind of shifted into the vision of what they wanted or what their teacher wanted or whatever. And there were some power struggles. And those power struggles got directly into our home and created a huge shift between us and break apart. So we're rebuilding that. So in some ways, I'm coming back to the business after a couple of years. 
Got it. Got it. And I, I and do. I guess yeah. I just feel like um, maybe maybe the real problem here is that you lost your mojo. Yes. <laughs> like Austin Powers. <laughs> totally. Totally. I did. Yeah. And so I was. I fell apart. And so now I'm coming yeah. back. And uh, yeah. which was in I, the that happens to me every few years, actually. Oh, does it? <laughs> it happens to everyone I know. I just think I, I don't think no matter how successful you are. That imposter syndrome, I don't think, fully ever goes away. I feel like I didn't have it. Maybe there's I, ups and downs. There's ups and downs and there's falling apart and getting your soul kind of scraped and ripped apart, right? Mm. Like I've heard you talk about it in yoga and I've heard you share so beautifully about the process of becoming sober. There's this mm. word, dhira, which means sober. And I want to have steadiness, but I did not. I fell yeah, apart. Yeah. And yeah. so there's all this. I mean, the right now, I, I just feel like you already had a natural way of like going from acting to like your your career has organically already. You know, I think you already know how to follow your calling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one, once you recognize that this is my calling, you know how to follow it. Right. Mm-hmm. But maybe the only thing is that now you're just doubting yourself for some reason. Yeah, I, t- I super did. It's really deep. And I and that's where like I judge myself and I'm very hard on myself. So or at least I used to be. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfection. Because I don't think that's the these two questions that you raised, I don't think that's the real question, in my opinion. Because here I'll I'll answer it anyway. <laughs> the first one, almost every yoga teacher that I know go through that phase. Like I I didn't really know anything about the yoga world before like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I spent a lot of people with people in the yoga world. So I had a crash course on the yoga world, right? Mm. And one common theme that I, I know, and it's a good thing for an outsider to look at. Like a lot of these things, when an outsider looks at it, you get a fresh perspective that people who's really in that world don't see, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed is in the yoga world, everybody starts out, when they first do yoga, they're obsessed. I was like, oh, this is life-changing. Well, I want to teach this. So they become yoga teacher, right? And then they, and then at this moment, everybody struggles with this part where I'm like, "Yoga is so amazing. How can I, re- somehow tie this into my my current work, which is being a lawyer, which makes me two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, but I know mm-hmm. teaching yoga makes no money. So how can I combine these two, or how can I make money with yoga? So they go through that stage, right? Yes. But then some of them get out because they keep teaching and they get out of it and become like, you know, they they do the whole, you know the you know the mm-hmm. teacher training and all of that and mm-hmm. then they get to a, a, a certain level of like now i think you're kind of a little bit more known in the yoga world mm-hmm. by the yoga teachers and stuff like that and mm-hmm. at a certain point they actually at that point okay first of all most people don't even ever get there these people yeah. i'm talking about are already kind of known in the yoga world so if i go to like a yoga teacher be like oh do you know so and so they'll be like yeah yeah okay yeah at that people usually people have another this like this moment of like uh doubt where uh i don't know if i want to teach yoga i want to be more like i you know i want to teach more of like a um like mindset and more like things that are not just physical yoga right but more more of a broader like things like that and they go mm-hmm. through that stage right which is mm-hmm. which is i I sense you're at that stage right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go through this even with the some of the biggest yoga, like biggest names in yoga. <laughs> like yeah. I talk to them and they're like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to, I, I really want to stay yeah. away from the yoga now and I want to move yeah. into this, yeah. you know, <laughs> this I know teaching. I, I know some of those friends. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's like, um, I don't think that's the problem. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I, I know you know, I love the way you pick things out. You know, it's all, I think I realized a question I would have. I mean, yeah. and it's, I guess it's a personal question, but I I have a desire. I desire to be hanging out in this upper realm of talking about like the teachers. higher consciousness yeah. of yoga, yeah. of yoga, of bhakti yoga yeah. and of, of 
you know, what we call Vedanta or Sastra, all the literature, all the philosophy. I yeah. love that. And that's where my mojo was going. So I got here, but then I realized, oh, if I really hang out in that world too much, my other mojo, aka my business, mojo won't be there. And so mm. that got like disseminated. I don't I'm, know if you should. So do you consider yourself a teacher or an entrepreneur? Well, I'm both because I'm a, I'm a spiritual educator. If I, if I asked you to pick one, ah. if I forced you to pick one, what would wow. you Wow. I guess I'd have to focus um, on the entrepreneurial aspect of being an online educator. No, right? Okay. Like, like no. I, 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 I'm going to tell, I, I, I'm going to say this, okay? In yeah. your own business, as you grow your own brand, you can pick one job. Okay, mm. you can either be the one on camera teaching, going out and speaking on stage, all of that, mm -hmm. or you can be the one that's making the deals, like making the business operation happen, making the you know making sure like the the sales page is converting, making sure all the business is happening, right? Yeah, I can't. And the do first that. person is just the talent. Uh, you know what I mean, right? You you were in Hollywood, so it's a talent between the agent and the manager. Right? Okay, pick one. <laughs> Which one? I love that. That's actually true. That's what you're saying. And it's been an instruction to both of us. You know, she's move her forward, help mm -hmm. in the business. But it's all those business details that suck my juju. And um, oh, I want to scale. Them then. <laughs> uh, okay. Can I, can I give you a little secret? I mean, it's not a secret. Please. But you know, every client that I work with, because I've worked with a lot of Corporate clients in the beginning. So corporate mm -hmm. clients have this structure, blah, blah, blah. CEO is the CEO. The CEO is not a teacher or anything. Like they're they're there to run the business, right? When I started working with personal brands, and one thing I noticed with every big personal brand is that they have no idea really what's going on. I, not, maybe not no idea, but without their business manager, they can really can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like they you know what I yeah, mean? Like you can't I do. if you try to do both. This is what happens. I feel like one person's job is to change the world, to spread your teachings, to help people. To That's your job, number one mm -hmm. priority. Mm -hmm. But then if you say, oh, I need to do that and I still need to make money so I can do that, right? What, what ends up happening is now you're going to go give a talk. People are going to be lined up. You're going to be signing their books, taking photographs, blah, 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 helping and then in the middle, you're going to have to be like, oh, sorry, guys. You're going to have to be the one who say, oh, sorry, guys, I can't. And you're going to have to do that yourself. You can't possibly do that because that's so fake. Bing. You understand what I mean? What needs to happen is you, you're like, no, I just want to get to everyone, everyone. And you have to fight with your manager who's like, no, 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 no. This is how you authentically do it. Otherwise, it can't be done otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? spot on. <laughs> And that's been the dissonance. That's been the issue is having to, I mean, every small business owner has to get somewhere. And, you know, yeah, if yeah. I had... all the way in the beginning, you have to play both. And so I did. You have did. to wear both hats. Yeah. And I did. But I don't think you can scale like that. At a I certain can't point, scale like that. I don't think you can scale. I cannot scale like that. So maybe it's just we're a little more isolated over here where we moved into the mountains or, or we I just, just have think to that if you have a business partner, like if your partner is your business partner, mm -hmm. there has to be something where, okay, this is my department and this is your department. There's a clear draw line here. Mm -hmm. And you, you're going to get into arguments. And mm -hmm. that needs to happen because yeah. no, not, nothing in life is just, oh, it's clearly that way. It's clear. It's never like that, right? Yeah. So one thing I heard is that in New York Times, they say mm -hmm. what they do is every quarter, the CFO of the company and an editor-in-chief locks mm -hmm. themselves into a conference room and they mm -hmm. just, all day, they just duke it out. <laughs> they have to mm -hmm. debate and argue. And whoever yes. wins that argument, so if the CFO wins for the mm -hmm. next quarter, all mm -hmm. decisions are based on advertising profit for the company. Mm -hmm. But if the editor-in-chief wins that debate for the next quarter... They don't care about the they don't care about the ads or anything like that. They're, it's all about the integrity of the story. 
Do you understand what I mean? This is how they keep the balance. (laughs) So I love it. Got to get some healthy, like, we got to get some healthy competition in here and into our own home and little contests. But you and Gigi, you're amazing. Are you, I don't know if you're both. (laughs) And I don't know if you're both introverts or you're, or. um, No, we're the opposite. Okay. She's a super extrovert. And I'm an extrovert, but Rasaniti's an introvert. And so, yeah, I, I think getting, it's good. I think that's a good combo. Got to work it out. Yeah. Awesome. And then um, on this on this other thing, okay. So here is like, do I do this or this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Over mm-hmm. here, I guess you know that that's kind of related to it, right? There are certain aspects of the job that you don't like, but certain aspects, of, and yeah, that's just. I actually think that that's what makes entrepreneurship so hard mm-hmm. is because the answer is never, there's no correct answer, right? So what has to happen is in every case scenario, there has to be some pull here. And then sometimes it might go this way and sometimes it might go this way. And really mm. that, that situation, like for me and Gigi, this is what happened in the beginning. Like, I have a little bit of, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't diagnosed or anything, but from watching all the YouTube videos, I'm not, there, I'm not a psychologist, by the way, but watching all the YouTube videos, I've kind of came to the conclusion that I have a little bit of narcissistic disorder, okay? Just everybody <laughs> does. Yeah. It's called the spectrum. We're all on it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> no. Just... So that's kind of what I realized, right? So, in, and in the beginning of our relationship, I'm like, no, we got to do it. No, Gigi, you don't know. We have to do it this way. Blah, 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 blah. But then slowly, what happens is you give it long enough time, these things, the truth always appears. <laughs> truth always, you know, comes out. And me looking back, I can't deny the fact that way. Like, I can't deny the fact that, oh, thank God Gigi stopped me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God Gigi did that. Because if that didn't happen, today we would be here or something like that. And once you see that clearly, in that moment of heat, we're like, no. You know, you start to kind of be like, oh, maybe, I, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> like, that, like that last time. You, and that really humbled me after 10 years of marriage. And mm. yeah. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love your insights. I love you and Gigi. And uh, yeah, I really, and I really hear you saying like, if you're, you know, get back to what I'm hearing is get back to scaling. And that means having a team be able and be able to delegate. And perhaps when I lost my mojo, I was just at the place where I was about to, because I have a yoga school. It's I'm super good at training other people to do all these things and teach, and then one to one in soul mapping in mentorship. That part right? I wouldn't consider. You know how you teach and blah blah blah. I don't consider that part business. Because mm. here's the thing, yeah, right? It's giving. There's a difference between a leader and a manager. I consider myself a leader, but I don't consider myself a good manager. Right. But you also need a manager. I do. <laughs> because you need a person to to inspire and teach them and stuff like that your employees and stuff but you also need somebody to manage them to make sure that they're doing their job coming on time (laughs) do you understand what i mean i do i do and i absolutely hear it and to scale i need to have that person and i need to have reclaim the confidence to do it Mm -hmm. i i think so i i think that to a certain size one person can do both Mm-hmm. But to scale above that, I just think that you need a little bit of that opposing force that, that balances you out. Yeah. I can't wait for my team to, my small whole team to hear this and see what they have to say. <laughs> take it back. Take it back. Too much on me. Yeah. I, I'm actually, you know what? Don't feel too bad because I'm going through the same thing right now. I'm learning that I, I went I went over this with all our small group leaders, but mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm doing differently at Night Owl Nation that I did, didn't did do at Night Owl, my agency, is my agency could not grow. Like after like at a certain size, it just could not grow anymore because 
I was too controlling. I, I, I'm a vision. I always tell, say, oh, I'm a visionary. And I'm, I have this vision and I have to keep forcing my way to go to that vision. But what I realized is that with that, okay, then, yes, it will be controlled and you'll, have, you'll meet your vision and all of that, but you'll never scale that. Mm. But now what I'm doing is I'm letting go a lot of that control. Like a lot of things in Night Owl is not going 100% the way I envisioned it. It's going better. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot messier, but it's a lot okay. better. All right. And I, I know it's going to scale because of that, you know? I know it's going to scale for you too. I can see it happening. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going through let that go too. Of so control. Don't feel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will let go of control because, anyway, control has aged me. I never looked older in my life those two years. So, when you lose your mojo and you get stressed and then you look like crap, that is yeah. just. But no, it's that's and you're just, every day you're not you're unhappy you're exhausted. It's not like, myself. Not a good life. Too. <laughs> not a good life. And I'm a pretty happy person. I kind of I'm all about bliss. Oh, I so. can tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you joined. I'm so you know glad to have you part of the community. Thank, Thank you, so you much son. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Next, we have a new another entrepreneur, Ro. Hi, Ro. Hey, Can how you are me? you? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. I hope good. Uh, uh, whatever you had to take care of was all taken care of. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's start with, uh, you know, where you are and what you do, and then we'll go into your question. Oh, uh, so my name is Rosalde. I am a hypnotherapist and a, an NLP master practitioner. I help people understand how the mind operates so life makes sense and making decisions and taking actions becomes easy. And awesome. Yeah. And what's your, um, and I know you, you did a whole class on NLP for, for our community. Um, so what's uh, one thing you're struggling with? I know you sent in that story, so you want to start there? Or? Yeah, we can start there. I think that the main thing I'm, uh, I'm I have, you know, we all have our strengths and our weaknesses. And one of my weaknesses is I cannot access metaphors as fast or analogies and, and click them. Uh, like, well, most people can't. Uh, I guess. Right? <laughs> I, think I, I think that's actually my strength. But and to some people, it comes so that, easily, yeah, right? So, yeah. yeah. So I read your story, and your story basically goes like this. I, I made a lot of money. <laughs> I became successful in my career. I made a lot of money. It turned out that what didn't doesn't make me happy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's your you know yeah. that's your rock bottom moment. Blah, 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 right? How many times have we heard that story? Oh, so How many, many times, times have we heard right? Like and so subconsciously we all know everyone I talk to, even the ones that are not rich. Even the ones that are broke, <laughs> if I talk to them, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, money doesn't make you happy." It's gonna like you know, they're gonna say that. Now, let me ask you: do, do you think they really believe that? That money doesn't make them happy. No, no. When when people hear those stories from billionaires, they're like, oh, "Money's not gonna I make you happy." And, and when uh, when Jim Carrey says that shit. And yeah, you know that, that like... struggling 21-year-old that are wanting to get a Lamborghini looking at that, do you think they're going to... And, and they're saying, yeah, of course money doesn't make you happy. Do you think deep down in their heart they actually really believe that money doesn't make them happy? No. No, right? Of course not. So why, why do you think everybody tells that story and it's not working? Because it's not relatable. Because it sounds like yeah. you're, you're sitting in your I've high tower heard... and, and yeah. whining. <laughs> I've never heard a story from a billionaire or a millionaire or whoever that talks about that whole. Um, I, I thought chasing money is going to make me happy, blah 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 blah. They hold, they do the soft story, right? When I hear it in the webinar and that all of that stuff, never once be like, oh my gosh, oh my god, that's so true. Like I've never ever had that. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And the reason why that happens is nobody says it. Nobody gives me an example of it. Give me an example, a detailed example of a situation or something where me, a regular Joe Schmo, can hear it and be like, oh, shit, I know exactly what you mean. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, of course. And now it's the question, so I, how to do that, right? 
How do you do that, right? <laughs> I will. I will tell you. Detail. I will teach you exactly how. <laughs> so there's. Here's the reason why. Okay, first thing. This is not for you. This is for all the listeners. First thing I'm going to say is this. You can't try to teach a concept that you yourself haven't experienced yourself. Like, for example, you 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 can't really teach people that. Oh, money is not going to make you happy if you haven't actually experienced it yourself. First of all, I'm going to say that, right? And the reason why is, is this: like, uh, you might bring in a copywriter or a marketer to do something for your yoga yoga teaching or something like that. But you remember that story that I told, where I say, you know, for me, what yoga really did for me is when I'm after a 90-minute hot yoga class where I'm just totally exhausted, I'm sitting in that 10-minute shavasana, and my body is just too exhausted. My mind is too exhausted to even bullshit myself. <laughs> my ego is too exhausted to bullshit myself is when all the truth starts coming out. Mm -hmm. And that's why all these like uncontrollable tears come out and things like that. And that, like, if I say like that, that is going <laughs> to, so for some people, they're going to be like, holy shit, I, I think you're right. I think that's why whenever I go for a run or when I have a heart, like people are going to start to resonate with that because I, I give you a specific example of it, right? Somebody who's never done yoga before would never, ever, 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 ever even know to think of that. So let's say you bring in a copywriter who's never done yoga before. Do you think that copywriter can ever write that for you? No, obviously Hell not. no. That's why marketing isn't really a skill. You can't bring a marketer in to market you. <laughs> the only person that can really market you is you. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to say that first. So you had to have experienced it before, before you can teach it because you knew that story, right? Now, when it comes to the money doesn't make happen, there's actually two different cases. I've thought about this a lot. So there's actually two case scenarios. There's the people that realize that um, I'm making money, but my life is so stressful. Therefore, it's not like what I'm doing to make money is not making me happy. Mm -hmm. That's one category. The second category is I've already, I don't have to work. I can, I have a billion dollars in the bank. I can work. I don't, I don't need, I literally don't need money. But for, I have everything I need, but for some reason, I'm not happy. So these are two completely different people, first of all. So when you try to umbrella these people and try to say it like that, this is also one of the reasons why it's not resonating. Because these are two completely separate reasons why they're not happy. These people are not happy because these are lawyers who's working 12, 13, 14 hours a day, getting yelled at by their par the partner of their firm. But they take home $500,000 a year and they live in a fancy penthouse apartment and drive, drive a Ferrari. Do you understand what I mean? So they're not happy for that reason. It's not the same reason why these people aren't happy. So first, I think that you need to figure out which one are you targeting, right? And then once you figure out, let's say it's these people, the way I would do that is that's how, this is how I would do because there are a lot of designers. I can only speak to designers because I ran a design company, right? I, I can only speak to the type of people that are like me, right? So what I would say is, you know, like, I really, really, like, wanted that success. I wanted to be, no, I wanted to be the boss. I wanted to be an agency owner. Somebody look at, oh, wow, son's, you know, son made something of himself, right? I wanted to be that guy, right? And then when I got there, what happened was, three years into it, yeah, we went from zero to 20 employees, you know, and, like, we grew really fast, super successful, all of that. But you know what happened to my life? Every single day from the... I wake up with a text message from a client. Like, son, what's going on with this? <laughs> right? Like, and then I get another text message 30 minutes later from my partner saying, hey, hey son, uh, this so-and-so guy wants to quit. And, you know, like, he just gave his two weeks notice. And he's in the middle of the project. How should we handle this? And all the other designers right now are full. So... Okay, and then 30 minutes later, <laughs> okay, and then 30 minutes later, a client wants to leave because their client is delayed and that employee is not happy. So I draw a clear picture of what my days. So that's my all day putting a fire, blah, 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 all the way till like midnight when I'm 
well, and I finished my day, just passing out the next morning just to do it again. Again. Does that sound like a life you want? Of course not. If you had all the money, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one way I would exp- You see what I did? <laughs> I drew a picture of exactly what happened to me. <laughs> that's why you, being, you going through it is so important. Okay, there's a second one, right? I'm not a billionaire, but I'm going to try to relate to it. The way I would do it is, you know, when you were young, like when I was young, I wanted this bike so freaking bad, right? Like I would literally do anything for this bike. It's a hundred dollar bike, right? If you were to come tell me right now, like, uh, like I can buy hundred of those bikes. I don't give a, shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit, right? It doesn't matter how much you want something at a certain point when you can get a lot of it, you're going to get bored of it. And you don't think that's going to happen with Ferraris. You don't think that's going to happen with these kinds. When I, when, I used to be like, oh, once I get uh, somebody famous as a client, once I get one big client, oh my, it's, that's it. No. Once I get that, got that client, I realized like, how fucking shitty my life is. And there's even like, there's just like, and also once you know that you can get those clients over and over and over and over, it doesn't mean anything. It's going to be like that $100 bike. Everything in life is gonna be like that, no matter how how much money you make. You, you, you know what I mean. So that that's how I would, like, I would some use something in my own experience. When did in my own life did I experience that getting bored? Like it doesn't something that I used to get so excited about. Oh, here's another one. You know, I started. Okay, uh, this is how I actually became an entrepreneur. I used to work at New York Film Academy. And I wanted to actually be a filmmaker. So I wanted to shoot a short film so that I can like send it to film festivals and all of that. So what I did was I wanted to, there was a camera I wanted that was like $10,000. So I wanted to buy that camera so I could you know, shoot my film, blah, blah, blah. So the way, so I started freelancing to save money to buy that camera. 10 years later, it became a successful agency. <laughs> Okay, so now that I can buy a hundred of those cameras, I don't really want one. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of how life works, you know? So, yeah. So that's why no matter how much you think that what you want is that mansion, the, you know, no matter, no matter how many times, how, how cool you think riding on a private jet you think it is. Once you ride on a private jet 20 times, it's boring. (laughs) Okay. I like that. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what else. Thank you. That's how you do it. (laughs) That that makes sense. It resonates. And when you were talking about your experience of like babysitting and then the creative side is dying and now you're actually just, the turning fires off right uh and then the side of you that is excited is completely turned off now you're just babysitting and making sure that everybody's happy but you're not happy (laughs) just to make sure everybody else is happy i think that's one thing that's so untalked about in this industry where like running an agency business i or let's say running a yoga studio, for example, right? Any business. is nothing like being a yoga teacher or nothing like being a designer. <laughs> you know what I mean? There were you actually, times... There's probably... I'm sorry, yeah. There were times in, in my business that before I had the business, I was an employee, right? And then we went on away and opened our own business. And there were times while I'm in the business, I'm like, oh, I wish I was one of my employees right now. I just come, I do my job, I go home, I need to deal with nobody. I'm just like... You know, in my little world, yeah. and I remember those times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel, I, I feel like that all the time. And here, I'll say this. I'm gonna say it because I'm gonna take this footage and put it on my Instagram stories today. Because this is exactly what I wanted to say about freedom. When I ask, um, in the beginning days, we had like all the new entrepreneurs. When I asked them, like, oh. Why do you? Why did you start your business? At first, I'm like, oh, because of this, blah blah blah. But ultimately, when I keep digging, 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 everybody's like, oh, I just want, I want freedom, right? I want to be free to do, create what I want to create, 
work the hours that I want to work, blah, 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 right? But you know that that's a lie. 99.9% of people do not want freedom because this is what freedom means. Just like you said, if, I, if you're in a group of people, like strangers or, you know, even, even when you're at home with like your spouse or something like that, you're, most people are like, hey, what do you want to eat? They're like, I don't know. You pick. Uh, what do you want to watch? I don't know. You pick, right? But making that decision is the responsibility. Hey, where do you guys want to go eat? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to eat? What do you... Nobody wants to be the ones that says, hey, let's go here, right? Because that is what um, freedom looks like. Because I'm, I'm saying we're going to go there. That's what, but with that decision comes, if everybody hates it, that I'm taking the blame also. That's what freedom really means. But the reason why people don't want to make the decision is because they don't want to get blamed for it later. Do you know what I mean? And that is the beauty of being an employee, is, is that you never get blamed for anything. <laughs> if the, you know what I mean? You're going to get your paycheck no matter what every two weeks. That's the beauty of it. But what you can't do as an employee is have the freedom to make the decisions you want to make. Because with, with that freedom comes the responsibility, right? So I actually don't think most people don't want freedom. That's why they say things like that, right? Oh, I don't have time. Oh, yeah, I wanted to, but this, this, is, this is what happened. Oh, I wanted to, but this client lied to me. Like all those excuses that we come up with, that's basically saying I don't want freedom. Oh, no, it's, it's out of my control. It's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all that is, right? So if that's how you are, so here's what I'll say. Every time you give excuse about anything, oh, I didn't have time. Oh, there was a traffic. That's why I was late. Oh, my internet line was not. That's why I couldn't. <laughs> I'm not saying this about you. But <laughs> oh, no, no, I know. <laughs> okay? no, no. Of, every time you give any kind of excuse, just know here that you don't have freedom. Because you have freedom. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, and then what? Right? So... One of the things that I always used to do is complain about how stupid people are. Oh, man, these clients are so fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> they just don't get it. Like, they, oh, they just want me to make the logo bigger. <sighs> just, like, these clients are so stupid. They go hire this guy for $2,000 not knowing that he's like, you know, you're getting scammed. Like, you know, that's what I used to complain about and give excuses. Like, this is why I can't grow my business. Okay. And... What I realized is that, and then I kind of like learned over the years to kind of take more responsibility and stuff like that. But 10 years later, one of my employees went out and started his own business. And he was complaining about how stupid, oh, these, these developers I hire are so dumb and like, oh, these clients are so stupid. And you know what I said to him? And this is probably the wisest thing that I've ever said. I don't even know where it came from. But I said, you know what? You should be glad they're stupid. That's why you have a job. <laughs> True. Because if not, everybody would have I mean? done what you do. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's once you start really taking wanting freedom and one responsibility for everything you do, then you start thinking that way. Right now, the old me would have been like, oh, at Night Owl Nation, Nobody's coming to the small group meetings. Oh, nobody's like doing the assignments. Oh, nobody's actually doing the work. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. Oh, this is not going to work. <sighs> Boom. This is not going to work. Night Out Nation, it doesn't work. That's what the old me would have done. Oh, this doesn't work because of this. Because I would come up with 100 different excuses why Night Out Nation is not going to work. The new me is like, oh, nobody's coming. I'm so glad nobody's coming to it. Because if I'm doing all of this and nobody's coming, that means with my competitors, they're really not going to that one. So if I can figure out how to get these people to show up, if I can get 50% to show up, oh, now I'm going to get 60% to show up. Okay, next year I'm going to get 70%. The year after that I'm going to get, if I can get this to show up, that, that's taking responsibility, right? I what like can that. I do to get these people to show up? That, that's what freedom really looks like. <laughs> Don't change the goal. Change the way to get there. I like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you're free to do whatever you want, you know? <laughs> True. So, yeah, that was, that was my little rant of the day. 
Thank you. No, it was very helpful. Uh, anything else? I mean, both you and Jayashree? Um, no, just thank you for that. I mean, that was really oh, good. It, oh, re it was really helpful. You. you helped me access, like, just step into my feelings, my memories. Why did I leave my company? Why the first chance I could just, like, COVID, I'm like, okay, I'm out. And I had a business partner, <laughs> right? And then I'm like, okay, I'm moving away. So, yeah, yeah I took it as no, a... I think it it was pretty, both of these sessions today were, I think, very straightforward because both of you guys are pretty experienced. And one thing I noticed is that people that are more experienced in like career, life, just business and things like that, usually it's just like they know 99.9%. .9%. There's just like this one thing that they were stuck on that just needs to be clear. It's not like you have to teach them from zero to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's usually how it goes, yeah. And yeah, and you're good at it, so thank you. Thank you're you. so good, son. And I, I just to give a nugget. I know when we watch, uh, you know, we share, but this figuring you sharing that story just now about the stupid people being stupid. It's like it's so true. We have to. I personally have to take accountability and appreciate that people need what I'm offering. Yeah. And so what that I'm happy. That's why you exist. <laughs> just because I want to be in another realm or another consciousness doesn't mean that that's, but my work and I love my work. I want to be in my work. It's my work. Exactly. So, so exactly. I really appreciate that. No, I love, yeah, that, that's such a, I can, I can see that, that, that shift will change yeah. so many people's lives. I think if they can make that shift. You it's know? a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's like Thank I want to add. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if if you're still speaking. Sorry. I I just had a moment. I don't know how long ago. Probably a month ago or whatever. And I realized like I would get frustrated with my husband when I would explain him something and he wouldn't get it because it's my husband, right? And I couldn't comprehend it that he really doesn't understand it, and I'm expecting him to understand something that is my second language or I've mastered in like an instant and it's not fair right and i wouldn't do it with a client yeah because with a client i would yeah. slow down because he's That's anchored so, as a yeah. client so i need to actually mm -hmm. he's paying me for my time so i need to sit down and break it but when it's mm -hmm. somebody close to you they're like your punch bag mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. a lot of times we i think things like that happen because we take certain things for granted and we expect too much of others for example you know if <laughs> if a dog peed in your carpet because you left the door open, you're not going to blame the dog. Do you know what I mean? You're going to blame the fact that you left the door open or something like that, right? But if a human did that, you're 100% going to blame the human, right? It's because we have a different expectation for human than dogs, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. the truth is we should have zero expectation for somebody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, expectations hangover, I call it. That's a, I love that one when I heard it. Mm -hmm. Expectations, yeah, hang expectations hangover, hangover yeah. yeah. I, I really, yeah. really resonate when I heard it for the first time. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Ro, thank you for sharing that also because oh. it reminds me of what the experience with my husband and son's been saying so much about working together. This whole pandemic and everything was like a regression, I think, for all of humanity. And so there was that kind of regression into yeah. who we were as children or working with healing. And we brought up the spectrum, but like I call it, like it's the spectrum of life. It's our personalities. But my husband has a certain way his brain works. And I completely stopped appreciating, or maybe I never did appreciate it. So working together really forces that. And uh, yeah. hopefully I'm becoming a better person. <laughs> faithfully, better. faithfully. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that Gigi has a lot of patience. Yes. Like, for example, if it wasn't for her patience, I don't know if we'll still be together, right? <laughs> so th there is some, like, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to yeah. take the credit for that. I'm going to give all that credit to yes. Gigi. <laughs> I will give uh, all the patience credit to my husband from now on. Same he's, here. He's I, I gave it before to my husband. I'm, yeah. I'm a lot to digest, so I'm very grateful for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I like what you said about kind of 
that COVID was a regression, and I think it, mm -hmm. it, it's something maybe a lot of us needed. I mean, like, not that, you know, obviously, <laughs> not no, all the time. No, we needed it. Stuff, but yeah, but a lot of yeah. us kind of needed a wake-up call, I think. Um, so, yeah. Part of the reason I got so messed up, son, is because I wrote a book on New Year's Day called Soul Ascension, and it was a psychic guidebook to dealing with the pandemic. It was before the pandemic. I'm not the only, you know, psychic person by any means in the world. A lot of people understood certain aspects that were going to come up, but it woke everybody up. And so I'm glad it woke you up however it did because you giving mm. in this way and bringing all your genius. Yeah. Like literally, I wouldn't be sitting here today doing this so if it wasn't for COVID. <laughs> Like, I would still be at my agency, like, waking up, like, at night. I guess the world needed to stop in, all, in order to raise their vibrations. Mm -hmm. So people will tap into their creative, creative side. Yeah. That's the positive This was so sometimes. fun. This, is, yeah. this feels like, kind of like a small group. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It, yeah. yeah. This was awesome. Thank you, Sam. Well, um, before we... And uh, let's start with uh, Jayashree. Do you want to kind of where can people find you? They want to get in touch with you? Yes. People can find me on jayashreeyoga.com. Uh, that's where I host the Soul Mapping Matrix Academy. And I have just opened my new circle group to expand my community as well. Nice. So soul culture. Nice. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Uh, Ro? Can you, uh, where yeah, can people find you? Uh, people can find me uh, on Instagram. The easiest way is just my name and my last name, so Rosalda, and they can find me there, follow me, and then they can click one of the the links on my bio to sign up for my one day seminar. Uh, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Thank you, Jayashree. Thank you, Ro, for coming today and sharing so vulnerably. Um, I think we walked away with some like really couple of great nuggets. Good. Um, yes. And us too. Yep. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Yeah.